Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. How are you doing? Well, I'm Grand Michael, but let's continue on with housing. They're not quite sure what you heard of Owner Brin there talking about his uh, proposal for the pyrite, or for that matter, his his uh, observations on the population growing at three times the rate of home supply. But I know housing was discussed yesterday once again in council chambers. This was a follow-on to the initial meeting, was it? Yeah, it was. We had a meeting about two weeks ago, and we just felt that we weren't getting the proper airing that it deserves. We adjourned the meeting then to come back. And yesterday we went back at it again for another three, three and a half hours to go through the housing policy of the county council to make sure that any any blockages or any barriers prevent the building of housing, both private and social, and different means of getting properties into the market, getting land into the market, and to make sure that the council is match fit, that we're meeting the challenges set out for us in housing for all. And, it, you know, as you, you would have picked up from Owen and from other speakers throughout the last couple of months, it's a highly complicated and multidimensional issue so what we were looking at, we were looking at the housing policy from every angle, from the building of houses to the acquisition of houses to the getting of vacant houses back into the market to turnkey development to expression of interest. So we went through the entire gambit of different options there, Alan, because our goal is to actually beat our recommended or our set target by the department. Our goal is to exceed that. In 2023, right. we will have at least a third of our housing allocation started that we have under the Housing for All program. So um, it's a very slow burner, but we're getting there very quickly. And next year then we'll be ramping up even further the social housing program. And we're looking at other options then about affordable housing, about making sure people who qualify for a mortgage under the council rebuilding Ireland scheme. So all that sort of stuff that they're doing, we're working on it. Right. So overall then, what was the mood of the meeting yesterday? And from your own perspective, from a new Ross perspective, because you want to talk housing, how happy were you with the outcome of what happened yesterday? Well, I think there's a general acceptance across the way that we're frustrated that progress has been so slow and that we are getting there and we are getting slowly back into the housing business and the barriers we've identified are slowly but surely been removed. So that frustration is there. But I think we remain entirely focused on getting every bit of land that we have belonging to the council or state body, that we're building council houses on council land, that we're doing everything that we can to allow developers to come in and develop private housing schemes to get more housing onto the market so that we have less people in the rental. So in in the main, there are frustrations there, both on our side and the official side as well. But from Neuro's point of view, I think we're, we're right on target. Like There are several new estates coming on stream in the next week or two. There's more, uh, at least two or three more states coming on next year. So slowly but surely, we're getting there. But housing is such an urgent issue that you know we really don't have time to take our eye off the ball and have to keep the pressure on on every angle. Okay. And that includes one of the areas we spoke about yesterday. It includes the fact that you know planning permissions may have been approved that have now expired, or planning permissions that have approved and people haven't acted on them. So hmm. we know from talking to Dara Bryan, the minister, at the yeah. meeting there about two weeks ago, that they're going to act on that to make sure that people don't hoard the land, they don't sit on the site when people need planning and people need housing. I, I want to go back to an article from Parik Byrne last week in the People newspaper where you were quoted, and I just uh, I said I'd, I'd, I'd wait till I spoke to you to put this que- comment to you, but you've been quoted left, right and centre. Apparently, after the visit of the Minister, you were quoted as saying, Mighty Mouse in the media, Mickey Mouse in the chamber. What did you mean by that? Well, for... Months, and I literally mean months and months and months. The same issue was coming up again and again and again, that the minister wasn't meeting the councillors, the minister didn't meet the councillors, the minister didn't respond to the councillors, the council didn't write to the minister. And all along we're saying, look, the minister said he will meet you when he comes down. 
He agreed to meet with, with the council. We had the council meeting there. He came in, he sat there, and the chamber was virtually empty, and the people who were asking questions who were literally screaming at the Cahirlock for months and months and months just sat there and asked one or two questions and then got up and left. Hmm. And I just felt, you know what? He's been around the country. It was the, lo- the only local authority he actually came in and sat down with the elected members. And, you know, as Parik said, nobody touched a glove on him. Not quite correct. I mean, there's a lot of tricky questions that people have rightly asked. But I felt like people in the middle of the room, predominantly, who were saying that, listen, we want the minister, we want action, we want answers. And they didn't ask any of the hard questions at all and didn't dare. And when they got the answers, they actually got up and left before the minister. So I just felt in talking to people afterwards that, God, there were Mighty Mouse on the radio, but Mickey Mouse in the chamber. Right. Um, he is due to come back, isn't he, to North Wexford? He is. Now. He'll be back around again, and I think he's coming back into South Wexford next year. So, he, you know, he's a regular visitor to the area, so he'll be up and down and he'll be in and around. So there's quite a bit of work to be done, and we'll be continuing the dialogue with him to make sure, because Councillor Anthony Connick and myself raised the whole issue about respond housing, and that'll be followed up on. So there's a lot more work to be done, and we'll get through it in the next year. Finally, we want to look at the greyhound industry. What's happening and why are you enthused by or, or looking in on the greyhound industry? It's not something I've spoken to you for. I, I can never remember speaking to you about it. Why, why this morning? Well, we spoke about it last year, Alan, because at this time of the year, uh, the government brings through the greyhound and horse industry bill, where money that's collected from the taxation of bets is given to the horse racing and the greyhound industry. And each and every year, it comes before, it's one of the only sports that comes before the floor of the doll, where the members of the Oireachtas, the TDs, get to vote whether to support or to reject giving the funding to the greyhound industry on the horse racing industry. And again, three of our TDs have let us down, as I would argue, because they put the funding for the greyhound industry at risk. The Sinn Féin position is there opposed to funding the greyhound industry. And again, we had an Enniscorthy TD voting against an Enniscorthy institution. And he was joined this time by Deputy Brendan Howland. And in committee stage, an amendment was brought forward to completely review the funding for the greyhound industry, and Deputy Murphy voted with the Sinn Féin and with uh, the Labour Party on this. And I think anybody in rural Wexford, anybody who's connected to the greyhound industry, would be shocked to hear that their TDs were voting against them, that they didn't demonstrate fully in public their support of the industry. It's a vital industry to Enniscorthy, it's a vital industry to the county and I would have thought All right. can, can I just ask you to clarify what you've said in relation to the TDs again please because we'll, we'll have to go back to both of them and give them the right reply I, I can't comment sure. on, on their reasoning but we'll definitely have to give uh, them the right to reply just of clarify course. what you said about the, the TDs in relation to the Greyhound industry there, there was an amendment to the bill the bill was coming forward for the government were going to approve the funding to the Greyhound industry and Sinn Féin had an amendment for a complete review by the Controller of Auditor General of the Greyhound funding model and the Greyhound funding method, hmm. which would open it up to all sorts of other funding streams and all sorts of questions about, you know, who else can get the funding or why should it be the Greyhounds. Three of our five TDs, Deputy Helen Murphy and Maiden, voted in favour of that amendment. So that would have seen it, but the amendment was defeated by the government. And then the final motion that went to the floor, Deputies Brown and Deputies Keogh supported the Enniscorthy Greyhound industry and the County Extra Greyhound industry and Deputy Murphy voted with them, but Deputy Maiden and Deputy uh, Howland voted against it. And I don't think it's good enough for Rockless members, particularly from County Wexford, who go up there to fight for the county, hmm. turn around and didn't demonstrate their wholeheartedly support for the ground industry.
Well, we'll give them the right to reply as to why they voted against it. Uh, but it, when, it, when it comes back to the greyhound industry, where are you now with it? Well, the funding was approved because the government had the numbers and it passed through the floor of the doll and that for this year has gone through. But this time last year, we had the same argument. Deputy Murphy and Deputy Maiden failed to demonstrate their support for the greyhound industry. And I don't think that's good enough. And I think the industry and the people of County Wexford deserve the support of the TDs. They've been getting it or they've been told they're going to have it for years. But here we have an Enniscorthy TD voting against an Enniscorthy institution. And we have other TDs who are talking out of both sides of the mouth. And I don't think that's fair. And I don't think it's accurate. And I think right. the greyhound industry deserves it. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.